Good morning and welcome fellow sovereigns and I'm trying something new today. I actually think my phone has a better picture than my laptop because the last few laptop ones I've done I've been very blurry. Anyway we will see, see if I need to go and get myself a, uh, a microphone and a, um, something else. Speaker. Uh, I've got those in Australia but not here. So I want to talk about discomfort and staying with it and this is very different from avoiding comfort zones which I talked about uh, four or five days ago I think so the idea of um, getting out of your comfort zone is the idea that when you're happy when you're safe when you're feeling okay and at home and then choosing to take a, a challenge to do something that you haven't done before. So that's basically the idea of moving out of your comfort zone and not doing it is not moving out of your comfort zone that I actually suggested is really healthy at times to just stay where you are and be happy. So that's the comfort zone thing. It's not what I'm talking about today, just to clear the... <laughs> so this comfort thing, if you like, is about when the, when the world brings you discomfort what to do with it and there's a million things we can do with it we can kind of project it try and make somebody else uncomfortable if we're angry we can try and make somebody else angry if, and if we're sad we can try and get sympathy and get other people sad as well or we can get by get people to buy into our story and so if we've got more people around us feeling bad in the way that we're feeling bad theoretically we feel better but we don't actually <laughs> we just have more of us feeling bad and it perpetuates it so i'm loath to sort of make comparisons between the olden days and these days because i don't want to make it as if it was better then and worse now it's simply i'm using this as a comparison so yeah there's lots of photo pictures on facebook of, of how it was 50 60 70 years ago with children and the unsafety that we had on jungle gyms and and whatever all of that sort of not health and safety stuff and somehow we survived we were tougher and, and all, all of that sort of stuff whereas people talk about the modern parent as soon as little Johnny or Mary fall over mum and dad rush over oh you poor little thing they pick them up and all of that and the children are not learning how to pick themselves up in all sorts of ways emotionally physically financially whatever we're teaching children nowadays to that somebody else will fix their problems that somebody else will come along and pat them on the back and give them a nice i don't know lemonade or something and and say some nice things and rady rady rah and and you know it's impossible to fail and we have children nowadays they get certificates for turning up um, so everybody gets a first prize. <laughs> so there's no failure in a sense. And that's kind of where we're at at the moment. We, we have all this health and safety. We're frightened to be in danger. We're frightened to take a risk. We're frightened to be wrong. And I've been doing these things for 48 sessions now. 
and none of them are very professional. I know that. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so the idea is, so I'm a bit of the opposite. I just leap in and do things and see how they go. And if they don't work, then I'll try another way and I'll try another way. And so I'm trying another way today. And so the idea is that when something bad happens or when something uncomfortable happens or when there's a pain, and I'm more talking about emotional pain now, but it does relate to other pains as well. And so when something uncomfortable happens in our lives, we, someone's just give me a little, whatever it is, <laughs> a hand thing, whoever that is, I can't see. And um, so I say hello, whoever that is. And so the idea is that we run away from this, these pains in some way. So as I said, we can do the projection thing, try and make somebody else feel like we are, or with the mistaken belief that if I can make somebody else angry or upset, then my anger goes to them. And so I don't have it. Well, I do. The only... Oh, that's Lynn. Hi. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> and so... And there's, you know, there's, there's stories of Tibetan and, and all sorts of other traveling monks. And they purposely put a stone in their shoe, a little pebble. And while they're walking, it annoys the heck out of them. But it keeps them present. It keeps them reminded of what they are doing them here. It keeps their mind in the present. And in the prayer of what their journey is about. It keeps them present. And so... One of the, the other ways of avoiding pain is to, to dive into addictions. And there's, there's a thousand addictions. There's the obvious ones of drink and drugs and alcohols, drink, um, whatever, and pornography and stealing stuff and having dramas and buying stuff and, you know, and gossiping and all those other addictions that we have, addictions to work. So they are a way of running away from pain. And so, pain never goes unless we go into it. And so as an example, um, so I came over to New Zealand last May, May 22, <laughs> losing track. And I immediately fell in love with the country. I'd been out for 15 years, came back, and it's like, oh, I think it's time to come home. And so I've been in that coming home phase and I've just been sort of going to many places around mainly the North Island to try and work out what part of New Zealand I should live and I always I really had Tauranga as my kind of go-to place my home because before I left I was in Tauranga for 20 years 20 something like that and I loved it I mean it's a beautiful town it's by the beach it's got rivers and bush and you know, it's, it's big enough that there's lots of stuff going on and music clubs and writing clubs and all sorts of stuff. It's like spiritual things and yoga. So I had fondly imagined that I was coming home to Tauranga. And it was nice for a while because I was visiting all the physical places, if you like. But now that I'm here and I've done them all, <laughs> in a sense... Um, after 20 years, one has 
pretty well <laughs> seen everything, so to speak. It became about community. And so there was one couple here, a couple of friends who have been so nice to me and so welcoming. And so, you know, we've had meals and I've stayed with them and all of that. But really, apart from that, I have reached out to probably 15 other people. And every one of them says, yes, yes, we'd love to catch up, Philip. We'd love to see you. Uh, we'll get back to you. And a month or so later, I'm still waiting for them to come back to me. And of course, everyone has their legitimate you know, you know, reasons for, for, you know, they're busy. They've got stuff to do. So it's not, this is not about them. But I've realized that, no, I've admitted to myself that I, that I am in pain, that I'm actually feeling lonely. And I'm actually feeling like, I don't know what the word is, but when you go back to an old home and you feel like you'll be at home when you get there and it's no longer home. I think that's what's happened. Um, I don't know what I'd call it, disoriented, disappointed. I thought this was going to be my forever home. And so the fact that people are choosing not to associate with me, I could, so I'm, I'm just sitting with that. So that's not, this is not about them at all because I'm the common denominator. So I've got to own this. So there's something about going on inside of me that's creating this loneliness and this disorientation. And so I could fall back into some uh, addiction. I used to be addicted to smoking. For a while I was addicted to pornography and I've dealt with both of those. It was not easy. They are just as hard as any other addiction. And um, I don't do the drink. I probably have a glass of alcohol maybe once a month. So probably food would be my chosen one now. So I'm quite aware of that. So I'm not, so I'm choosing not to go into an addiction. Another addiction might be running around, joining groups and, and kind of finding people to, to, to cover up this uh, lack of true friendships in this area. And so I'm being aware of that. And I could, I don't know, there's probably a whole lot of other things I could do. I could immediately rush off somewhere else. That would solve my problem because if I have a problem in this location, I just need to change my location and I'm happy. No, because we drag our stuff with us. And so this is what Mel Gibson, I just posted a video about him the other day. He's an amazing man. He really is. He's been vilified by Hollywood. But as a human being, I just have so much admiration. And so he, and it may or may not be his phrase, but he uses the phrase, hugging the cactus. And so when we have a pain, he, he has this idea of, of hugging the pain, if you like, and holding it and holding it and being with it, and allowing it to dissolve and go, rather than running from it. Because whenever we run, <laughs> we follow ourselves, and our pain is, is with us. So in this moment, I'm just sitting with this feeling of loneliness, and I'm not doing the pity me, the victim thing. This is not what it's about. This is simply just an example 
of what hugging the cactus means. It means just being with the pain. And the Course of Miracles talks about this. David Hawkins talks about this in his um, book, Letting Go. And there's a dozen, probably many more thera therapies, if you like, that talk about exactly the same thing. And the idea is that if we have a discomfort, if we have a pain, if we have something that bothers us, we've got two choices. We can try and avoid it with addictions and projection and avoidance and all sorts of things. Or we can embrace it. And so the image I always have is that if there's a discomfort or a pain that I have, I hold it in my hands. And here is loneliness. Here is uh, disappointment. Here is whatever that not home thing. I, I don't have a word for it. Whatever that is. Partly it's disappointment. And partly it's disorientation, I think. And perhaps being lost. So this is not for anyone's sympathy. <laughs> it's just this is what people do. I'm using me as an example. And so I simply hold it in my hands and here it is and I look at it. And I look at it. And I look at it. Because any pain I have is not me. It's with me. It's like a like I have my a bag here, my man bag, <laughs> my metro satchel. <laughs> so I have my bag but it's not me. So I can put my bag down. I can throw it away. I can give it to somebody else. So pain is like that. It's something that I have, but it's not me. And when we have discomfort, I have found for myself that it's the most healthy thing is not to run away from it. I've done the addictions and they do not help. They simply make the pain no, make, make us name numb to the name to the mum pump <laughs> numb to the pain and the pain doesn't go it's just there and the moment we stop numbing ourselves the moment i stop drinking the moment i stop smoking the moment i stop gambling the moment i stop buying more clothes the moment i stop running around gossiping whatever oh it's that pain again so numbing ourselves with addictions just kind of pretends that it's not there but it doesn't go the only way to actually make it dissolve and be gone is to hug the cactus as mel would say or is to simply hold it and be with it and be with it and be with it and so i think it was about three nights ago i you know we talk about the um the walk through the valley of the shadow of death that when you get really, really down and everything's black and everything's sad and everything's... <clears throat> there seems to be no hope or no sense of this shadow ever leaving me. And so I sat with it. And I talked to God and I said, what is it in me that needs to be undone? What is it in me that needs to be resolved? What is it that I am creating that creates this because the loneliness, the, the disorientation, the disappointment, let's say those three things. 
I have created them. They are my own creation. They're not created by the world out there. So if I can create the pain, the discomfort, I can uncreate it. So if I want to renovate a house, I don't do that by running away and buying another house. I renovate a house by getting in and pulling it to pieces and fixing it. So, you know, anything we want to fix, want to renovate, we've got to get in there and get rid of the rusty bits and the rotten bits and, and pull off the, the parts that aren't working. Let go of what's not working. We've got to do the work. And it's hard physical work. And I mean, I love renovating houses. It's probably the second favorite thing I love doing. So it's something I know about having been a builder. And so that's in a sense, the same thing with the discomfort. If we want to rebuild ourselves, we can't run away to another self, a pretend happy self. And so we hug the cactus. And so to just be with, so in this case, it's um, loneliness, disappointment, and disorientation. Your one might be something absolutely different. Whatever it is, the first, to, first thing to do is name it. Find a name for it. Because when it's unnamed, it's un, you can't deal with it. And so... It's like this nameless thing that's like chasing cats, not herding cats. When we name it, we've got something we can hold in our hands. Now, here is disappointment. Here is disorientation. Here is, what else? Loneliness. Here they are. I'm owning them. They are mine. And when I, do, just, when I own them, I can look at them. And usually... There's not much that needs to be done after that. There's just the owning it and seeing it and being with it and being with it and being with it and being with it. And eventually, I will look down and they've gone. One by one, they will have gone. Because the owning is the process. The being with is the process. So once we've owned it and held it, and how it kept it to ourselves. Embrace the cactus. Hug the cactus, sorry. Once we've done that for whatever time, they, they lose their power. And they may come back at some other time. And so we do it again. And they may come back another time. And so we do it again. Or something else will come in. It might be, I don't know, feeling lost. It might be feeling... Bitterness, disappointment, whatever. We name it, we hold it, and we hold it, and we hold it until we dissolve it. And it's a little bit like holding some salt in your hand. Hold a little pile of salt in your hand, and you take it to the sea, and you just simply lower your hand into the sea. And eventually the salt it dissolves in the sea and that's really what we do with discomfort with the pain we hold it and allow god universe spirit whatever we call it we allow that which is bigger than us 
to dissolve it. But it can't dissolve it unless we offer it to spirit, to God. So we hold it, name it, offer it. And so I offer you the idea of identifying the pains or the discomforts, put a name to them, and sometimes we have to play with these names. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's I don't know. Whatever, we'll come up with a name that goes. Oh, that's it. That's what it is. Eventually, and then just being with it because it works better than projection. It works better than uh, addictions, and um, it works better than running away. In fact, I would suggest it's the only thing that works. So I wish you presence with the pain, presence with the naming, and presence with the dissolving. And I bless you and all who sail in her.